Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited, now leaving for a Grand Circle Tour of the Magic Kingdom. Tonight we're going to share a wonderful dream come true together. In 1955, an amazing man named Walt Disney dreamt of a magic kingdom. Happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Aboard the Disneyland Railroad. We are a Disneyland Resort-based podcast in which we hop onto the railroad every single week and we take it to a different attraction with our conductor Joe in our imaginations, of course. I am Jungle Cruiser sitting next to my host in crime here, Space Mountaineer. What's going on, man? Hyper Space Mountaineer. Oh, I got it wrong and this episode fits it perfectly. I know. My fault. Hyper. I'm doing great, by the way. <laughs> Hyper. Hyperspace Mountaineer. Uh, I will get there right for the rest of the episode. Um, as always, we got shout outs at the beginning of the episode. And uh, from Instagram, we have Disneyland Times, our, our friend that we had on a few weeks ago. He writes, uh, he, he was a call in guest. And uh, check out the podcast, basically. He had a blast talking with us, Space Mountaineer and Jungle Cruiser. So you can tune in weekly for discussions and a trip around Disneyland. So we appreciate that shout out on his own Instagram. So we will shout him right back out on our show. Um, let's see here. Instagram, we also have Inspired by Disney on our Trader Sam's episode, so episode 10. She writes, uh, he or she, I'm not sure. This person, sorry, writes, Thank you so much for doing this episode and the podcast in general, you know. Uh, discovered you recently, so I am playing catch up. I listened to this episode right before our last trip, before our trip last week, and it convinced me to check it out. We had a blast. Um, would love to be a guest sometime. So, uh, yeah, let us know all aboard 1955 at gmail.com and we will definitely get you on one of the episodes for whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, I was actually talking to somebody recently when I, while I was getting my haircut, actually, um, about Trader Sam's and she had gone for the first time. Really? And I was like, dang, did you see like all the shows and stuff? She, she had no idea what I was talking about and I was like, Oh, well, that's weird. Like, nobody ordered any drinks while you were there or anything. She's like, oh, well, we sat outside. And I was like, oh, yeah, you definitely missed out. Oh, yeah. Because she said it was so busy. Like, when they walked in, they were like, there's no seats and we're so hungry. So they ended up just sitting outside. But, yeah, you definitely got to get that experience inside. So Yeah, the first time I ever went, I was outside, so I had no idea. And I just yeah. I, I kept hearing about it and seeing these shows. And I'm like, what are they talking about? And finally, yeah, and I showed her some videos on my phone from a few trips ago. And she's like, wow, that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. So, that's awesome. Uh, Breezy Bake Oven on Instagram wishes, uh, sorry, writes, um, I love the time travel episode. I wish I would have known about the car in the gift shop, which our, our guest mentioned. Um, I will have to check it out next time we go. I love that the track is still there, and I wish they would do something with it. Great episode and great guest. So, it was actually a really good episode. Yeah. I, I did learn a lot from uh, about that because I never knew about that little car. I never know about it. A lot of it, yeah. The Tron stuff, so. Yeah. Um, Disneyland Inside Out, Alice Underground from our Tom Sawyer episode writes, Great episode. I love Tom Sawyer Island so much. There is so much to do there. And, I, and actually her husband, Pirate Wills, told me about that whole pirate layer before I even knew about it. So. Yeah. I just wanted to put my idea for Autopia. I think this is a fantastic I should say a phantasmic idea. All right. I think they should make it into Sugar Rush from Wreck-It Ralph. That would be cool, too. <laughs> Great idea. That would be cool. Maybe they're doing that. Maybe. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Man, that'd be cool. 
um, let's see, another question from Instagram, or sorry, Disneyland Inside Out, I should say, on our um, Tom Sawyer one. Uh, Baron Von Ham, nice Disney fix. Especially love the audio from the train and the pirate music. It really helps to bring the atmosphere to the podcast. Yeah, did you you heard the the pirate music from the ah, the Bootstrappers is what they're called. Yeah. They they hang out in New Orleans Square. Phenomenal. All their songs are amazing to me. So I think let's see. I think that might be. Uh, did we have any Facebook ones that you noticed? I did not notice. Okay, if, if we did, I'll get back. I'll get back to them. But uh, you're up, sir. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about. Well, I guess we'll switch it up a little bit. Um, if you guys are booking a vacation anytime soon, definitely check out uh, MagicalPartnersTravel.com. Um, they're offering free quotes for anybody who's uh, looking to book a vacation and not willing to do all the work or not wanting to do all the work. They'll definitely um, put something together for you and um, do it for free. So. Um, definitely check them out. Um, if you do end up booking them, uh, booking with them, tell them all aboard sent you and get that eye on the price guarantee. Um, so definitely check them out. Um, you can also check them out on the Disneyland Inside Out app. Um, click on their little uh, icon and you can access their page through there as well. Um, other things that the Disneyland Inside Out app does offer, um, the discussion boards, you can interact with different people on the app about things that are going on around the park or get your fix like listen to the podcast. Um, there's a news section. It's all updated pretty often on uh, things that are going on around the park. Um, things that are on the news section right now. Top stories is the uh, new Luigi's ride in uh, in uh, Cars Land. Um, the tiered pricing um, and the annual pass prices. So things like that um, are on that section. Um, and if you are going to the park soon, definitely check out the hours and schedule section. Has lots to offer, um, like. Um, when, whenever you're going, you can pick the date and see how late the park's open, um, see any uh, shows that are going to be happening and the times for those, um, any ride closures, and lots of things like that. So that section offers a lot of stuff. Um, this app is pretty good if you want to like pre-plan your trip on uh, figuring out which restaurants you want to visit and uh, book reservations for restaurants. Um, you can definitely check out the dining section to see menus and pricing and things like that. So you can definitely figure out how much you can afford or I mean spend get one night out one great dinner and definitely check that out so for sure um yeah and I, I didn't see any other Facebook shout outs and if I did miss you I do apologize I will try to do better next week but uh bring you on the railroad actually do we have anything else before the railroad um Instagram we need well we're looking for 300 we're at about 100 now uh, we got our f- f- first Facebook one. We're about to we're gonna send that prize out here soon, and um, five hundred. We'll do a lot more prizes. So uh, we're gonna get on the railroad right now. We're gonna go pick up our guest. Not sure what he wants to go by just yet. We will talk to him and figure that out on the air. So um, we're gonna take it to right over to, to Tomorrowland, which is not which is a normal stop anyway, and get on Hyperspace Mountain. All right, guys, let's get on the railroad right now. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited, now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. Howdy, folks. Welcome aboard the Disneyland Railroad. This is your conductor speaking. Today we are headed back to Tomorrowland and Season of the Force to talk about Hyperspace Mountain. Opening November 14th, 2015, Hyperspace Mountain rethemes a classic attraction to Star Wars. This is one of the major highlights of Season of the Force and is exclusive to Disneyland Resort. Here guests fly right in the middle of an X-Wing and TIE Fighter space battle to the iconic score of John Williams. In the short time it's been going on, the overlay has become a quick fan favorite and favorite version of Space Mountain. We have now arrived at our stop. Enjoy your ride on Hyperspace Mountain. All 
ride, everyone. The railroad got us over here to Tomorrowland and Hyperspace Mountain safely. Every time I say Hyperspace Mountain, I want to say your name. <laughs> Hyperspace <laughs> Mountaineer. Sorry. Um, we are sitting here with our guest, Kevin Grimm, from Disneyland Inside Out. Uh, hey, how's it going, Kevin? Doing great, guys. Hey, all right. You want to give us a little bit of your like history of Disneyland and maybe the first time you went and how you fell in love with it, maybe your favorite uh, thing about it, I guess? Sure. Um, I guess it all started with, uh, with my parents. My parents went to Disneyland when they were uh, very young kids. And that just followed with me and my brother. And we both would be going to Disneyland every, I would say, hmm, summer and Christmas. And the whole thing was, was just that buildup of Christmas time. And us getting over there and seeing all the Christmas ornaments, the displays, the fireworks. Um, and then it would be at the Matterhorn just when we were going young children and my brother and my parents would take us. Is Tinkerbell would be coming down from the Matterhorn and going into Fantasyland area. And because of that and the feel and everything else uh, and all involved with it I wanted my son to experience it also and being a single father um, we have a chance to bond as much as possible and he loves Disney himself and he grew up on Disney and so we go there as much as possible and we go to the parades we go to the different rides, uh, we eat the food because um, it's always seems like there's a new adventure with the food. Yeah, from going over there to um, parts of the Caribbean and eating the, the sourdough bowl to um, trying out something different like that brought works over there in uh, Fantasyland area, and we go do that. Where do, where do they have the bratwurst? Uh, let me think. It is over by the area of, gosh, I hope somebody could help us out with that one. That one is over by, I think, the carousel and, is it Japan's restaurant or something? I, I think it, is it name. like, is it the, the Village Haas, I think it's called, or something Haas? Yeah, something like that. It's like that's sort of the German switch look attached to it. Yeah, so I think there's, there's a, an incredible bratwurst and sauerkraut. Hmm. Yeah, I'll take a look at the Disneyland Inside Out app. I know I, I want to say yeah. I was looking at that earlier. A buddy of mine's over there, and I think that's where he ate. So I'll check that out while you uh, you continue. And because that you know, that all the just be absorbed with the whole Disney experience, um, it just makes me want to keep going. And I was in Anvil Castle for a good ten years, and. As you know, they've kind of, I guess you would say, raised the price of the candidate. And um, we discussed it, and our goal is we're going to be getting those annual passes, and we're going to start going again all the time. Mm-hmm. So, about, about how far away are you from the park? I'm, uh, I actually live out, if anybody knows, the Fallbrook area. And I may say it's about 72 miles away, south. That's not bad at all. No. Yeah. Yeah, if I lived that close, I would definitely have a, an annual pass. I mean, I know some people who live about my distance or even some of my friends who live here who have the annual pass, but uh, as of right now, I, can, I would not be able to go as often as I, I wanted to to make it, make well, it worth it. Make it worth it, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah definitely you, you want to go more, at least nine, ten times just to, <laughs> to make up for the, for the price of the mm-hmm. you know, annual pass itself. Going once or twice. I mean, you might as well just pay for a ticket. Right. Yeah, and I did verify it is the village ha- the village Haas uh, that has there those sausages and burgers. I mean, yeah, like I said, my friend did eat there, and he said he had a burger. i never actually eaten there, so it would be a new, like he said, always a new adventure with the food. Yeah, I've never eaten there either. Uh, I'm definitely willing to check that out. I, I like brats, so, you know. I don't think about it. I'm getting hungry already. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, the, that's one good thing about Disney, the food. Like yeah, I checked There's out. always something new to try, too. I mean, they, they never never disappoint. There's always something you can find or something you've never tried before. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I'm just, uh, I don't want to be too much of a letdown, but, uh, you know, I was really hoping that this year I was going to be able to do the 24-hour day because, you know, they always have some special food they, they bring out for the 24-hour day. And from what I just heard, I think it was yesterday, that they're canceling it out this year. They're not going to be doing it until... Oh, really? Until uh, the future, yeah. They were saying everything from, I guess it was very badly planned the last couple of years to the lines to how how many people were in the park. Well, yeah, last and, year and last year was pretty terrible. I went last year in May, um, and they ended up closing the gates. They didn't let anybody in. It was that bad. Um, yeah, around 2 o'clock, I believe. Yeah. And then uh, I guess Disney World was didn't have the as many people as they thought they would have. And then you know, also the, the toilet takes on the podcast members being up all that time and doing it. It's just, you know, the, the, the cutbacks are doing right now. So they stated that uh, hopefully in the future they'll do it, but hmm. for the immediate time period, they're going to be canceled. Interesting. Yeah, when you went, you said you went on Leap Day, was it 2012, right? Excuse me? You had to, had to have been, it wasn't this year, it was 2012, Leap Day. Yeah. And was it same thing? Was it crowded like no, that? No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as in May. I mean, that day was busy, but um, I think they were giving out free Mickey ears for like the first, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to throw out a number like 150 people. Um, so people were lining up like super early, but all those people went home, so... A lot of them didn't even yeah, go to the park or, like, went... Before. Yeah, like, a lot of people went into the park and, like, left early or, like, went, didn't go till later in the day. Um, but, yeah, it definitely wasn't as bad as it was uh, last year. So, hmm. that's why that's why we went. I mean, expecting it to be not as bad, I mean. But... Yeah. It was, it was insane. <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever do it again, but I probably would do it again. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get it. The crowds are one thing, but to not be let in, that's... To me, that's just... Well, like, because I don't have a season pass. If you have a season pass or an annual pass, it doesn't matter too much because you could just, you know, come back right. whenever. But if you make the trip all the way out there for it, and then it's yeah. like, oh, man, I can't even get in. Or mm-hmm. I was in, but now I can't get back in. Yeah. That's when it's kind of like, oh, man. So, yeah. You got to yeah, you gotta ask yourself, is it worth it at that point? And yeah. Were both parks like that? Uh, no, California Venture was pretty dead. Okay. So Yeah. People were pretty much just lining up for the parade and the new parade and fireworks show all day yeah that's right so was that like, was when it was first starting yeah so right. I don't know, it was pretty good though it was, it was a good experience say that I did it <laughs> twice so when were you when were you last at the park um I went December 6th and 7th and then I went back right before Christmas because okay. I said I've I love the experience so much. Let's go right before Christmas, which was almost a bad decision to make because, <laughs> you know, those 120 minute hyperspace mountain yeah. waits. Thank God there's, you know, fast pass, which when we got there early, that was the first thing I sent him over to do was go get the space mountain fast pass tickets. Yeah. Because when I so, went, I think we waited till later in the day, but it was like, I don't know, maybe noon. The fast pass was at like 8 p.m. That's what ours was. I was like, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a fast pass for later, but and I don't, I don't even mind doing that because it's just no, like I don't you... mind either. And I'm pretty sure it cancels out like the time frame. Like you don't have to wait that. It's two hours. Yeah, but you still don't have to. You have to wait two hours, but it's not like you don't have to wait. Yeah. No, I think it's whatever comes first. Like yeah. 15 minutes before your fast pass starts, or two hours, whatever comes first. I believe that's how it works. Yeah, I believe so. So because ours, our next one was available uh, two hours later, so. That, yeah, same thing. I know Cars does the same thing where you get it at 10 a.m., it's good at 6 p.m., but mm-hmm. at least you're guaranteed to ride it sometime during the day, and yeah. that's fine with me. You can do other things and not have to worry about the line later on. So, um, and I, Earlier you were talking about, uh, on, we talked about your Facebook comment uh, on our uh, uh, People Mover episode about grad night. You want to talk a little bit about yep. that? Yeah, I remember uh, one of the, uh, the listeners, Dave, who was on there, it was... Uh, I was really impressed by it. I mean, when I was sitting there listening to it, he came across and was talking about grad night in 1989. And I'm, I'm sitting there reading something, and I had your guys' uh, podcast going. And all of a sudden, he starts saying 1989, this grad night. And I just checked on it. Whoa, I did grad night in 89. We were both doing it together. 
you know, and, and yeah, I went to grad night too, and the experiences that he was talking about were pretty much exactly the same ones as mine, you know, and he was talking about the bands, which um, I remembered them all, and <laughs> it was like, why do I still remember them after, what is it, 25 or so years? And, uh, you know, it was it was a real memorable experience going there, and we were just, he was discussing the parts to do with the people mover and us going back and forth on there about it, and and uh, I guess he was right and I was right. You know, he was saying more cycles. I was saying formula racers and somebody was saying something about, I think it was a, um, like a, a wagon train or something like that. But I guess if you were there through the whole thing because it was extended film, that you would see all those different parts. <laughs> so we were all saying, no, it's this, no, it's this. And we were actually we were all kind of right about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, speaking of which, someone somebody recently said that the rocket rods were one of the worst ideas ever. In my opinion, I, I, I never got to go on them, but even if the ride, like I said, people mover moved, I think, seven miles an hour, rocket rods was obviously a lot faster, but it's just to get the behind-the-scenes view. It doesn't matter how fast or what else is going on. Just just being back there and on that ride is, I think, great, which is why I'm kind of bummed out that that is not, doesn't exist anymore. There was an interesting buildup, that's for sure, with Rocket Rods, because your queue line, you would go through, if I remember right, it's where the Buzz Lightyear ride is now. You go through there, and you go through some back parts, and you watch a video of history of, I think, uh, vehicles and things like that, and then you go up and around the area where you used to go up the stairs to go to the old Rocket Rods, what were over, where you would have to get on an elevator to go up to there mm -hmm. so I remember those pretty well I mean they were so short lived <laughs> they really looked neat they had that really neat sound and it was a sound came out almost just like the sound for um, California screaming that yeah. take off sound and that's the whole deal it shot you like a little rocket out of there it was pretty fast but you know you know how long people mover was and you know how fast that was <laughs> the rocket just zigzag you all around that little track and then you're done you know, they try to slow you down as much as possible through little key areas that they wanted you to see. But it was fun. It was just, I guess, they really took a toll on their transmissions. Yeah, that, that's kind of what, I, what, I, what I heard. I mean, I, I guarantee you, well, I, I hope I guarantee you, that if they brought it back in any way, it would be a, a busy attraction and help maybe with, we talk about crowd control lately, you know, it would help with that a little bit too. I honestly wish they had just bring back the you know an updated version of the people movers. It was such a it was such a nice ride where we would just go up there and people would be able to just relax and sit and just go on a nice little calm little ride. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Um, we want to start talking about uh, hyperspace mountain. <laughs> Get time into it. I'm going to talk say your name, but hyperspace mountain. I should say. <laughs> so you said you had some uh, interesting things uh, about it. Yeah, um, hyperspace mountain. Um, a little background on it. A lot of people don't know about it. That you know, it focuses around a star destroyer. And in the beginning of the queue, you're you've got the same old space mountain concept when you're going through the queue, where the person's telling you all the safety things. And instead, it's a Rebel Alliance character doing your little safety briefings here. And then you see at Black Bar, which if nobody knows who that is, the, the Mon Calamari, um, the Admiral, the head of the, the fleet, which if you see the moons and all the different stuff with it's a trap. That's, yeah. that's him. <laughs> he, uh, he's telling you a little bit of briefing. But the whole story kind of focuses around you're a reconnaissance group with attached to Blue Squadron, which if you know what the B-Wing fighters are in Star Wars, they're the, the ones with the spaceships that look like a, a straight-up T, kind of like what we're in Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And the whole story takes place about a year after Return of the Jedi on, on Indoor. And it's the Battle of uh, Jakku, which if you know episode 7 with The Force Awakens, that desert planet, that's Jakku. So it's way before that. And this is what it 
takes place with. And you're a part of a reconnaissance mission, and they get reports that there's a Star Destroyer over the planet of Taku. So you get on the board your little reconnaissance vessel, which is the Space Mountain little pod you get in. And you're going through, and it's really neat because while you're getting ready and prepped before you go up your, you know, the climb to the top, you're doing a little bit of a safety check, and you can hear the other pilots who are going to be going with you. You know, they're doing their pre-checks and everything else and doing their calling in that they're ready. So, you go around the corner, and then, you know, the whole area where you start, you know, the build-up, you go up mm-hmm. to the top of it. And before, if you remember, it used to have the blue lights going by and zigzagging. And, you know, instead, this one, because it's the Star Wars concept, it looks like you're going through, you know, hyperspace. You're going through like every time and then the Millennium Falcon would take off through there. They have that little zigzag weird pattern they did. Um, so you're going through that and it's going through and it looks like a big tunnel like you're going through, you know, hyperspace. So once you get to the very top and you crest, you look across and you see the Montelamari battle cruisers. You see your other squadron who's with you, the blue squadron, and they're flying around. They're, they're in a they're in a whole area and they've just come out of hyperspace with you and they're getting ready to fight. So you come around the turn and while you're going through that area, you see the Star um, Destroyer. That Star Destroyer is the same one called, if I can remember its name right, it's called the Inflictor, that's what it's called, the Inflictor. And the Inflictor was the same one which is in Episode 7, which is the one crash landed in the dirt that you see in the sand, okay. the ruins. And you see some X-Wings and stuff like that laying there also in the movie. Well, that's how they kind of join it all together, hmm. is because of it. So while you're going through the whole area, you're seeing movements of ships and all that and once you start picking up the speed to go down you instantly while you're going through you get attacked by typewriters and it's all a a hologram but a really great hologram too and they're coming through and they've got lasers flying around all over the place and all that and then you start picking up speed and you're zigzagging around and while you're making your little banks and turns they're here and there's explosions going on so what you're doing is you're actually involved in the battle the whole time that it's going on. So that's what the whole concept of the whole whole thing is. And you're going through there, and there's tie fighters flying by. There's a, you know, one of the one of your your crafts was with you goes flying by, and, and while that's going on, you're hearing the background soundtrack from John Williams. If you if you remember who he is, yeah. he's the one who did, yeah, most of the um, the the music from Star Wars with uh, London Symphony Orchestra, well, that's the music that's being played the whole time. So it's got that complete Star Wars feel attached to it. You know, and it's being played inside your 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 pod the whole time. So that's uh, that's how it is. Speaking of uh, pod, the remember I mentioned I think last week about uh, what they could do with the people mover is put put you in those pods. Are they, are they called pods? When they drive around the, and and you said Jakku in the desert uh, planet, what are those called? Oh, are those you, the, you mean no, what are, those things are called like on Tatooine and such. were called the uh, um, uh, landscapes. Yeah, th- those is what I was I was mentioning they they could they could do either for people mover or what they would put in they should put in Star Tours Star Wars Land uh, to drive you around to look at stuff yeah. just something like that where you you're in there and it's kind There's of hovering. a little land. Get a little land speeders, a little hover bikes, and things like that. Yeah, that would be a cool concept to do. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stuff of people going back and forth and talking. I think it would be neat. It's almost similar to like I guess I haven't been there, but Universal Studios or so. There's the the, the train that goes to Hogwarts or whatever that is. It's kind of a makeup of that train. I don't know if that's that's what I've heard, and it takes you from one area and land to the other. And, that's what people are saying. Why don't you go over and take something like the concept of the people mover or whatever and 
and take people across them to Tomorrowland over into Star Wars land and have that Star Wars concept attached to it. That would be amazing. Like, almost like a, another another Skyway, but, like, make it more Tomorrowland slash Star Wars theme. Future. Yeah. Oh, man. That would be, a, that would be awesome. That would be cool. <laughs> they're, they're probably so far apart from each other. Yeah. I mean, they, they could get it done, but in a way where it wouldn't be as dangerous or... Um, or as much of a stretch or... Like, a, uh, like the Skyway was. Man. Yeah. That'd be cool. But yeah, you mentioned in uh, in hyperspace now how you're you're right, you're flying around and the lights are coming at you. Like I didn't expect, like I I knew it was going to be a Star Wars theme, and I I'm not like the biggest Star Wars fan, but obviously I, I do I have said that this is the best version of Space Mountain that they've ever made, in my opinion. I would agree. The effects of you flying through because you it's almost like you know, get on Star Tours how you can you see the green lights coming at you, but they don't. You don't have the same effect mm-hmm. of, of when you're on Space Mountain flying through and they're coming at you. And, and <laughs> it seems ex- so much closer too. Yeah, it's like I mean, I'm getting you hit. almost got hit. I was getting tongue twisted. Yeah, there, there's but. a couple of them where where you're going like the the one part where you dive straight down and go underneath the raft, yeah. which you can't really see. But right there is that Tie Fighter coming right at you. Yeah, and and it explodes. Because there's a bunch of lasers that shoot over your head, and it hits it, and it blows up. It's a uh, you know they got some great effects in that. Yeah, it definitely surprised me when the first time I I wrote it. It was, I mean, I don't know really what I was expecting. Um, I was expecting a lot of projections, just like um, uh, doing the Halloween thing. Ghost Ghost, Ghost Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, exactly like that. But it definitely blew away my expectations even though I didn't really have much of an expectation, but it was definitely uh, a really good experience. I definitely think it's the best version that they have so far, Um, and I hope it stays around for a little bit longer, I guess. I don't know when it's supposed to leave, but um, I assume the season of the Force isn't going to last forever, so... (laughs) But we'll we'll see, I guess. Have you heard anything on that, of how long it's going to be there, Kevin? Oh, I I sure hope it's uh, quite a lot longer. I mean... I've heard that at least until Star Wars land is I'm crossing my fingers at least it stays so there but then there's the whole talk of what's going to happen to you know Star Tours yeah. with the Star Wars concept when it's there and I don't know I've heard rumor meals that it's going to be something with uh, Marvel hmm. based I've, I've also I, just, uh, I've heard that they're not, they're not moving it but yeah so, yeah, obviously, yeah, it I, I'm, sense. Really, I'm really looking forward to the uh, little concept of the Millennium Falcon or so, where you're supposed to be flying it and it's all interactive. Over yeah. That's going to be pretty interesting if they yeah. can do it. But I have a lot of vertigo and I, I have bad motion sickness and uh, went on a, the Disney cruise uh, um, several years ago. And this for my birthday, <laughs> the first day of my birthday, it didn't go very well because I wasn't used to that rocking, moving around. Mm. Then we went on my son wanted to go on or two or so he did it and I'd say the first uh, first minute while we're you know getting ready to take off and come out of the hangar we're doing great and then uh, the whole rest of it yeah Kevin didn't see it he had his head down the whole time and braced like his feet straight flat just staring straight down at the ground focusing going it's going to be over it's going to be over <laughs> just uh, yeah, just funny. too much movement for me yeah, I have heard of that. People need like drama mean for rides like that. I mean, That's how Princess Page is. Yeah, yeah. Friend of mine too. I, my wife, she's like that for some some attractions. I, I don't. I mean, I know there's some attractions out there in this world that they get me like that, but I haven't experienced that luckily at Disney. Do you, Do you go on the uh, Mickey's Fun Wheel ever for the swing, swinging gondolas? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Too high up. Too high up the windows. They have the little whatever that little sick little twisted design is where the it goes through little movements well. yeah. no we don't we don't we don't do that no <laughs> I'm with you oh, you gotta try it you gotta try it again man maybe yeah, what are you going actually, again actually I'll tell you what's real sad is you know where the little uh, little hot dog stand is right across from where you get into it and they've got the little benches right there on the boardwalk yeah I sat on the boardwalk and took a break and slept for a little bit and uh, let my son go on himself because he wanted to go on it. And I said, no, 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 no. But you know what? You're, you're 12 years old. You're a big enough guy. You can do it. <laughs> you know, go by yourself. <laughs> so he went on it himself and he loved it. And I'm like, yeah, great. 
That's yeah, awesome. I'm not sure if there's a. I'm sure I can look it up. A height restriction on that one, but I want to take my daughter on it. Two two years old. What do you think? Too too much? Maybe not the swinging ones. No, we're, I don't get on the don't get on the stationary ones. Well, then I don't know. They're they're, they're too scary for me. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I I I don't want to do it because I, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Ferris wheels in the first place. So that one adds yeah, to it to make true. it actually a, a good for me anyway a good Ferris wheel. Yeah. So. Um, you said you had some uh, memorable moments on it, or do you do you have a, a memorable moment? I, I should I should ask. Oh, yeah, I've got these. I would have to say it's after you crest from your climb, and see me. I can only go on it in the front, but I'm I'm about six one and a half, six two, and I weigh a good probably two thirty five, two forty. And, you know, I'm not fat. <laughs> and I'm pretty crushed up in there. If you've, if you've ever been up front and you try to sit in there, it's the funniest thing, seeing you sit in the front where I'm kind of got my everything kind of tucked up while I'm inside of it. But I have to be in front just for the pure fact. It's just you can't get the whole feel for the ride unless you're in front because you see everything. And everything goes on, it's right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. So when you get up to that top, it's almost just like that whole same feeling you get when you sit in the front for California Screaming. And I yeah. do the same thing there. Is when you shoot through and you get to the very top and you just kind of look over and you see everything and it kind of slows down for a second and then it takes off. And while it gets up to the top, you look around and you can see everything. You, you kind of lean forward and you can see, hey, look, I can see the track down there. And I can see a little bit of stuff. You look around and you see all the different stuff going on, little battles here, stuff going here, people screaming over here. And it's just, it's the thrill of it is right there. And I would say that, and then one of the most memorable moments on is towards the ending when you're going around for the, the circles and you're going faster and faster and you get towards almost the bottom because... When I know the whole concept is the only propulsion is once you get to the top and then it just kind of drops you and it's all by the momentum of it keep on going down the track farther to the bottom I guess there's no propulsion and it. it's just free going down <laughs> and once you get down to the bottom and you're picking up the speed and you keep going and going it's one of those last turns where you're like I'm barely holding on and you know and you're going so fast and things are exploding around you and uh, it's just that whole feel, the roller coaster feel of how fast you're going until somebody dropped a bomb on and told me that you're only actually going about 35 miles an hour, but because you're in the dark, it feels like you're going 90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and no windshield. That's a roller coaster. You're not going as fast yeah. as you think. Like if your car didn't yeah. have a windshield, you're going 80 on the freeway <laughs> or 65 for the speed limit. Uh, you would feel, it would feel like, like that's, that's why when you're in a boat, you're yeah. going 25, 30 miles an hour. It feels like you're going 60, 70. It's just yeah. it's crazy. But, yeah, that one is uh, – I think it feels faster now. Maybe that's why I liked it so much because those lasers going by you, it's like a like a little effect, and it's like it makes you feel like you're part of the – whatever, the resistance or the fight, Yeah, I guess. so. Did you, did you go on it before the 50th anniversary? I did not. I don't remember going oh, okay. on it before the 50th. I mean, I'm, my family says I did, but I might have been too young to remember it, or I just didn't go on it. And from when it started in 1977, when it first opened up until the 50th anniversary, it was, that was a track they had, which I remember the track, and it was a little bit more bouncy. I felt it was a little bit, it was kind of slow. Um, but then they took out the whole track, redid it, made it smoother concepts and, and, and such and they reopened it up for the 50th and I think it might have been a little bit before that and was it did it run smooth and it did go faster yeah, and, and I've I, really really love it since the upgrade yeah and I also heard they made it uh, they made it deeper or more underground than it normally was that's mm. just kind of what I heard I mean, that was a long time ago back in 05 but I thought I heard that as one of the updates on it. Now, when this first reopened with the new track and all that, we were on it, me and my, my, my parents, my brother. And in the beginning, it was kind of plagued with a lot of breakdowns. And it was the first 
I would say the first couple of weeks it reopened, we, we went on it and it broke down on us and we were towards the bottom at the time when it stopped and they turned the lights on and I was just blown away by what it actually looks like in there. I mean, besides all the tracks, how much actual built up concrete there is all around it and it almost looks like a parking structure basement, almost hmm. like in there, hmm. with big metal rafters and frames all over. Yeah, I, I definitely seen videos on it. Uh, I, I don't remember seeing that exactly, but I just remember seeing it with the lights on how, like, different. And I mean, it would be a good experience, not for hyperspace mountain, but just a regular space mountain, just to ride it one time with the lights on, just to experience it. I don't know. That new one in the Cohen in Shanghai, the Tron one. Wow, that that looks like something. Yeah, it does. For sure. What do you have space for? for I mean, I mean hyper hyperspace. hyperspace. This is your attraction. What do you have? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what I already talked about really um, when me and Princess Paige wrote it for the first time, I mean, we were both blown away. We wanted to write it again, but we didn't want to wait 120 minutes. No, I understand. And that. there was no more fast passes, so. Exactly. Um, I think we wrote it the second day. I think we've ridden it, ridden it, wrote, we wrote it twice. You've been on it twice. We've been on it <laughs> twice. That's better. Um, we've been on it twice. Um, but yeah, I definitely hope to get back before it goes away um, to write it again. So yeah. Yeah, same thing. Uh, I like the opening. He kind of mentioned the opening sequence where it's not the blue anymore. It's the, you're in that, it's the stars you go into light speed. And it basically does have that Star Tours effect to it when, you, when you're when you going up to it. And I also noticed, I don't know if you're just so engaged in what's in front of you, because you have to be able to see that light somehow, because you're in the same room, mm-hmm. and each person going in has the same entry experience. So I guess if you were to look back or up uh, or something, you might yeah. you might see it, but I just think you're just so engaged in what's in front of you, you just don't. And that's right. Yeah, stuff like, I don't know, it's kind of a cool thing. But yeah, I do like at the beginning where he says uh, Admiral Akbar says it's a trap and it just begins the just to begin the ride and <laughs> yeah, I didn't know the whole story behind it, but I definitely have I definitely heard him say that and that's just one of those you know famous Star I know that I know that at least famous Star Wars quotes. Oh. Yeah, towards the ending, I guess you're going through the battle, and towards the ending, um, I guess Blue Squadron, who's with you, I guess they. They make a big critical hit on it. They blow up the, the Star Destroyer or critically damage it. So um, you can tell it's been destroyed and it's going to go. It's going to go down. Um, but I guess with canon, as as we know, as Disney has taken over Star Wars from from Lucas, bought it from them, is whatever they write becomes canon now. So it becomes the actual storyline and. The storyline for it is, is, a, is a tad bit different, but some of the same concepts of it. But yeah, the ship crash lands on the on the planet. That's where you, you see kind of the beginning sequence of episode seven. You see the uh, the tr- ships in there, and I think that's where they kind of tie it both in with well, what's just what, what's up with that sh- star destroyer? Why is it sitting there? What's up? So you know they kind of put it in there. I guess, but they, they don't really they don't really explain it all to you. I guess I guess if you're kind of a, a Star Wars geek like me, you you kind of start trying to dig for information of well, why is this. I mean, I mean, they, Disney is always known for throwing you little Easter eggs, you know, little yeah. little things, and they're saying they called it Seven Seven Squadron, the Seventy Seventh Squadron, and they're like, why is that? And little Easter egg, little tidbit fact is the 77 Squadron represents the year that Space Mountain came out, 1977. Mm. And it's also the same year of the debut of um, Star Wars New Hope that came out in 1977 also. Mm. So both of them came out in the same year together, so they called it 77 Squadron. Did not know that. It makes I, sense. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that is an awesome Easter egg, yeah. something like that. And I would say that they definitely did a good job because I mean I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan and I still loved it and I do like the idea of Star Wars. It just I'm not that big into the movies, right? So no problem with them per se, just not the biggest fan. I will say that. <laughs> and I definitely do like the idea of Star Wars Land over like Marvel. Like that when I when they decided to go Star Wars route, I was a little bit more excited. 
to see that than, than Marvel. Because yeah, they, they could have easily done Marvel. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. glad as well. I guess it came out today, too. Was, um, I heard that with innova- uh, Innoventions, where you have, down below, you have the whole Star Wars props, you have the little miniature ships, things like that. Um, up above, you have Marvel, with all the things to do with Marvel. And from my guess, what they announced is they're going to be taking that out now, and they're going to be putting in the all of the, the Star Wars land um, previews. Basically, it's going to be a walkthrough. It's going to show all of the concepts of everything that's going to be happening and how it's going to be. I know they probably gave, we gave us a little bit of a teaser if you saw the 60th anniversary um, show, which was on ABC. Which yeah. I don't know if I really want to get too much into that. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, but what they did show of Star Wars, uh, I was pretty impressed with. I really, I really liked what they had and what they what they showed I mean got really excited because I've seen some of the different concept stuff coming out but you know they showed a little bit more interactive about you being in there and the the, the order versus you're some uh, rebel trying to escape a prison and things come out at you and all that I think it's I think it's going to be really neat so what they're going to be doing up there I guess is they're going to be showing all the concepts and things like that so they're going to get people still involved with it and, and get them really motivated for you know built up for Star Wars land yeah that could, so I, I mean that could go both ways too because it could be people that want to be 100% surprised as to what they see and there's others that want to have that progress of how things are going what they're, what they're going to look like and mm-hmm. stuff so I think it could be good and bad I don't know yeah <clears throat> would you prefer be surprised or would you want to do you want to see it as it's as it's being I would want it to be a surprise and be blown away the first time I walk in there and not know exactly where anything is or, you know, be able to explore it myself and that. Yeah. I mean, some of the ride uh, ride videos or anything like that, like, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, that stuff, but as far as, like, the layout of the land and, like, uh, things like that, I would just want to explore it myself. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. I mean, I have seen, I've seen, I have seen some of the renderings. I saw the 60th thing, and, I mean, it looks really cool. Um, but obviously those are renderings and, you know, hopefully no. it looks that good, but I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah. What would you prefer, Kevin? Do you want to be surprised or do you, would you like to see the, the progress as they go? Uh, I actually do progress. I'll probably take pictures of it. I'll probably post some stuff because I know people are always, you know, when I get my annual passes, I'll probably be trying to sneak up probably on the top where I guess you can see a really good view of it at the top of the, uh, uh, Mickey and Friends parking structure. Oh, I guess okay. if you get to the very top, you can see up and over it, and you can see the ridge line being uh, broken away, and they're they're cutting everything out right now. So, well, yeah, and I guess I saw a picture of one of the hotels that they posted um, from their roof. I think Howard Johnson Hotel, which is like across the street. Um, they posted a picture too of uh, the whole. It's like all dirt lot and everything like that. Um, that was pretty recent, uh, somewhere on Facebook, but. I'm, I'm sure Apparently that, there's a pretty good view from there, too. I'm sure they'll have a time-lapse video that we can see eventually, or when it's done. Yeah, I'm sure. That'd be, be cool, too. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I believe they can do it. They can make it look like the planet from um, the concepts of one of the new movies coming out. Yeah. I guess that's what they're going to make it based on and, and do that. I mean, geez, you go over there to Radiator Spring and you go to the, the racers. I mean, geez, you just stand there and you kind of think like you're in the, the yeah. Mojave Desert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... You know, they definitely the engineers definitely know what they're doing about you know <laughs> transporting you into a whole nother world. I definitely did see the little thing. Speaking of that, uh, another attraction is the Mike and Silly to the Rescue, the monsters ride. Mm-hmm. From what I heard, it was like they had to each person combined was about a thousand times watching the movie of all the really? events. Yeah, something like that. Wow. Um, to get it just right, and I'm like, they did get it just right because the doors yeah, and perfect, everything is yeah. uh, phenomenal. That's my word. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, do you have anything else on Hyperspace Mountain? Pretty good. Um, I think uh, I think we covered a whole lot of information about it. I mean, hopefully, uh, I uh, gave enough information that you know, people listening to this just 
have a little bit more knowledge on to you know they go on it they're like oh there is kind of a story involved it's just not a bunch of things exploding around me and it's mm-hmm. a neat looking little star wars scene. <clears throat> well i definitely do so little... yeah me too i mean I, <laughs> I never knew the story so it's definitely it definitely puts that a different experience definitely when i when i ride that again hopefully it's still there when we go back hopefully so. yeah yeah all right then kevin we do appreciate you coming on and uh we would definitely hopefully we can do this again it was just fun uh, thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate that. We almost didn't make it. I mean, when you guys came to the, uh, the call to say it, I mean, I was on the train to begin with, going up north, trying to get back home. And then when you said, yeah, go right ahead, um, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, I've got 30 minutes, 40 minutes to get home, and I've got 35 minutes of drive time. <laughs> I go, Man, I sure hope I could do it. So, you know, I got home, and, and uh, got that call, and I said, "Okay, let's let's get it all together, and uh, let's get this thing going." Nice. And thanks, appreciate you accepting me. Oh yeah, thank you, man. Right, have a good night. You too. All right, guys, that was Kevin Grimm from Disneyland Inside Out. Definitely glad he made it to the show because I didn't know half of that. I mean, we could have looked it up, but it's better when the, uh, somebody does know about it more than we do because uh yeah and, and somebody who's like passionate about it i guess i mean he he said he loves star wars so i mean i mean we could read something off the internet any day and, but he definitely has that passion for it so mm-hmm. it's definitely good to hear from him yeah so thanks kevin we appreciate it um real quick before we go head back to main street uh 500 followers on facebook we're going to mention it every single week also one thing i want to mention is uh our right now our website is under construction I know this probably won't matter in a month or so when we we listen back at this but currently if you go to the website it's under construction um, doing a few new new changes to it so right now if you have a um, link on your phone it's not going to change or anything but it's just under construction you cannot load it so um, get that out there really quick but soon within the next couple of weeks it'll be all nice and fresh and yeah big things big things coming for us so um, we do. Uh, you have anything else? Uh, nope. Yeah, you have one more thing. Yes, <laughs> uh, the um, definitely check out Magical Partners Travel again. Check them out on their website, magicalpartnerstravel dot com. Um, they're offering free quotes for anybody who's looking to book a vacation anytime soon. Um, so definitely check them out. Tell them all aboard sent you. Get that eye on the price guarantee. Yes, and then next week is we're hoping to talk to our guests that we were supposed to have this week, but um, if the schedules don't ma- uh, don't match up. I'm not going to say for sure, but... Uh, um, That's the plan. That is the plan next week. But we'll see. To uh, hopefully discuss the Disneyland Hotel. And if anything changes, I will definitely, like we do every week, put it out there to to have you guys comment and, and give you guys' feedback on that. So uh, we're going to get out of here, and uh, we do thank you guys for listening, and uh, have a great evening. Switch on the sky and the stars glow for you. 